welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, today I'm sitting down with Martin McIntosh from Outre Gallery. How you going? Really good, Tom. Nice to, nice to be here. Yeah. Thanks for uh, taking the time to sit down and have a chat. My pleasure. I know it's, uh, it's really busy around here. It's a hub of activity at the moment. It's def- definitely a busy week for us. We've got our uh, big Beyond the Familiar 21st anniversary exhibition opening in a couple of days. So we're uh, in full-on prep mode right now. Painting the gallery, rehanging the gallery and doing all sorts of fun stuff like that. Yeah. 25 years, eh? That's, um... Yeah, well, look, it's it's 25 for the for the business uh, in general, 21 years for Outre. So when uh, Outre started um, in 97, it grew out of another business that I was um, running that kind of very naturally segued into to Outre. Um, so the initial... A gallery that I started uh, in the early 90s was called Tune In Gallery. It was a very broadly based uh, pop culture uh, gallery um, s- selling a really wide range of, um, of artworks. Um, we sold original comic book artwork. Um, we sold psychedelic 1960s rock concert posters uh, and also new uh, concert posters that were happening at the time um, out of... Uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco for what was kind of grunge and alternative bands as they were called back then. Um, and we were selling uh, even anime cells from Japanese animation. So it was a really broad-based pop culture gallery, which was kind of how, how it initially started. Yeah. And uh, what um, inspired you to sort of start it in the first place? Uh, I was inspired just by passion. It was just what what I was into, and it was just all this exciting stuff out there. And um, you know, early nineties. It was certainly before the before the internet, and um, you know, I just just love tracking things down and kind of following my my passions. So you know, early on um, with the with the gallery with TuneIn as it was then. Um, it was basically all stuff from um, either America or, or Japan, and um, you know it was a matter of me sourcing things and kind of just following my you know following my heart, following my passion. And it was a really exciting time to be starting a business. Mm. And I guess like the um, the type of um, work that you were selling was it wasn't mainstream. It was quite yeah, different. No, it was very uh, very um, very cult. Yeah. You know, people. A lot, a lot, you know, we would. We, we've always been in the city, um, so we've always had a real cross section of people come through the gallery space, and um, you know, some people would specifically, you know, seek us out as a as a destination. They'd heard, mm. oh, there's this place in Melbourne that sells Ed Big Daddy Roth hot rod prints, and you know, we'd have people traveling from from interstate again mentioning this is before the internet you know this is when things were harder to harder to get and people would really you know search you out mm. and um and have you always been at this elizabeth street location uh, we've always been in elizabeth street um our first year we were directly across the road um well actually 18 months i think it was and then um it was actually going quite well and there's the this space we're at at the moment became available which is a bigger space and um, I just took the took the plunge that I could probably use a bit of extra room. Yeah, it's uh it's a great location. Like it is good because you could be it's like there's a lot of like tucked away 
parts in, you know, in the city, like even like record stores and that, especially yep. in the 90s, like all go-go and all that. Yep. Like everything was sort of tucked away, whereas you're right out on the yeah. on Elizabeth Street yep. where everyone can see. Yeah, look, I've just, I, you know, just decided that right from early on just to be somewhere where people, I guess, could discover you. You know, easier. I have over the years certainly um, debated whether or not um, you know I should be in a little bit of a bit more of a you know out of the way position um, where the rent was <laughs> was a lot less. Um, but look, always decided to you know be somewhere prominent um, because I realised that yes, there's always people who are going to seek you out. But equally, uh, specifically with you know, I think when it comes to art, it's exposure is, is a really important thing. So a lot of our customers, and I guess a lot of our best customers are people who have just stumbled across us, not actually specifically seeking us out. Um, so, you know, I, I can probably say, you know, we've really introduced a lot of people to, to art that we show that they may not have seen otherwise. Mm. Like I remember first coming across the gallery when like, late 90s and um me and my friends were wrapped because we were you know we were all into graffiti and everything and he came in and i I remember the first thing i bought from here was a a mike giant print and then i bought you know the really early shepherd fairy yeah posters as they you know just sort of being seen for the first time in australia yeah and um yeah we were just like wow there's this (laughs) shop and you know in this gallery we can come and buy stuff like that it was just unheard you know unheard of to us you know no, look, it was it was really exciting, and look, it is still exciting. But you know, again, I, I you know spoken about it a, a, a little bit now. But you know, pre-internet when things were really harder to get, and um, you know, I kind of miss that in one that that excitement of that you know someone discovering something. Wow, this is here in Australia. Whereas I guess now, because of the internet, things are can be more accessible. But to me. Um, it's, you know, having a bricks and mortar, an actual physical space where you can interact with the, especially with art, mm. you know, in person is really important. Um, I'm sometimes amazed at people who buy things, art, without, you know, without seeing it in person beforehand. Um, I think it's really important. Yeah, it's best viewed in, in the flesh, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I was um, uh, listening to a podcast about artists talking about that, saying there's all these famous artworks they've seen a million pictures of and thought yeah. I don't know why it's so famous and then you see it in the flesh and yeah. it's like oh, I get it now yeah it's uh, really impressive up yeah. close yeah. yeah it is and look I think it's so important you know now more than ever that people can see things in person with art it's so important yeah so with um with a lot of the work that you sell it's it's like um you know there's there's print a lot of prints involved yeah. but there's also but everything seems to be framed as well which um is that like an important part of your business? Yeah, look, we, we do sell unframed stuff, but we've always um, we've always offered things framed as well. Mm. I guess just that that extra step in the in the service to you know people getting something up on their walls. Um, in the early days, I used to do all the framing myself here upstairs at the gallery, um, and I would do that after hours. I would sometimes sleep here. There's a story that goes around that I would sleep here on a on a, a layer of bubble wrap which actually did happen um so yeah look early on you know i did the framing myself and taught myself how to frame and that was just really early on out of necessity i never really wanted to be a framer but um it was just what i had to do to kind of make you know have a viable business early on i didn't certainly didn't make any money from it um 
and you just had to do these things early on. And yeah, it was it was good actually. Yeah, being involved in every stage. But yeah, look, we always have framed our artworks, and I think um, you know we offer a really good service with that. One of our I guess mission statements, not that we have mission statements per se, but one of our aims has always been to um, present something that was affordable um, to all sorts of different people. We've always had really you know, wide variety of um, of customers, you know, whether that be young teenagers buying, you know, their first piece of art on, on lay-by or, um, you know, surgeons. We, we, you know, we, our customers really run the, run the gamut. Mm. Yeah, because I'm um, all the early pieces I bought from here, and also yep. I remember my wife bought her first piece of artwork from here as well. It was like Angelina Hood Camp cool. uh, print, and um, everything like the the beauty of it was it was already framed. You take it home, you hang it straight up on the wall. Yeah, because I've got a lot of um, unframed art at home, and getting around to frame it, it's like I know a lot of artists who have you know just you know flat files with amazing work Absolutely. in there, and it's just when. Yeah, it's just hard to get around to it. Really. It is. Look, even yeah. even I, I've got a many flat files of stuff that I keep meaning to frame, <laughs> yeah. and and you know, often it takes it takes years. So, you know, it it is it is great to be able to you know, sell someone an artwork and they can literally just go and put it up on their wall and start enjoying it right away, which is which is you know what you want to do. You've bought some art, you're excited about it, and you want to start enjoying it right away. Yeah. So when um when curating the gallery, like how do you go about um, searching out artists for it? Uh, look, it, it's changed over the years. Early on, um, uh, Juxtapose magazine was my my bible, and I would you know literally hang out for that to arrive at the newsagent and and devour each issue. Um, dis- you know, discovering what was happening in over in Los Angeles, where a lot of it the art that we show was, you know, was kind of emanating. It was real sort of hub in the, in the nineties. Um, uh, it's changed a little bit nowadays. We've got, I guess we've got quite a, a strong, uh, roster of artists who we, uh, we represent. Um, so we're always you know, showing work by them, even if it is just a, you know, in print form, as we were talking about earlier, we do sell uh, lots of prints in, in addition to original artworks. Um, but at the same time, we're always looking for new and interesting artists, and there are, there are so many of them out there. Uh, there's so much amazing artwork right now. It's just, it's actually mind-boggling. It's 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 sometimes really hard to process. Even uh, of course, you know, we we, we look at things on uh, social media, um, and I, you know, still for me, the favourite thing to do is you know is to see an artwork in person. So try and you know get out there and and look at stuff in the in the in the real but um yeah it's challenging nowadays just because there are so many amazing artists it's sometimes hard to uh to choose <laughs> to uh who to approach yeah it's almost like uh with you know the internet now people are seeing so much more art and i think it's pushing them to sort of lift their game as yeah, well absolutely i think it's the same in like all areas as well it's very yeah. very competitive out there but look also uh you know one of the things I love about the the art world, uh, specifically our our art world of the art that we show, is a lot of the artists. There is a, a real um, camaraderie amongst artists, and you know, a lot of the time, you know, they'll post. Uh, you know, if we're again talking social media, post uh, some of their friends' work that they might be excited about and supporting. You know, supporting them like that, going along to shows, checking it out. So mm. yeah, it's 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 good. Yeah. 
So if, um, like, say there was, like, an aspiring artist out there wanting to be noticed and try to get, get into the gallery, like, yes. how would, like, you suggest that they would go about, you know... Uh, look, we, we do get people um, uh, cold call us. Um, you know, we get multiple artists every day. Um, one, one funny little observation um, that, that's probably worth making is that uh, I generally find the more uh, vocal uh, an artist is... Um, often the work, the work is maybe not as good as as uh, an artist who might be a little bit more uh, unsure of themselves and maybe not as good as at pushing their art. So what what we find is the proportion of artists contacting us who are, you know, having having a, ni a nice unique vision um, compared to artists who are just busy in their studio painting and maybe unsure about their work. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's rather disproportionate. So, look, my my advice, I guess, to to artists who are unsure, um, is yeah, is to is to approach galleries and look. It's really hard being an artist for all, all different all sorts of different reasons. Um, there are lots lots of knockbacks, um, including from galleries like us. But um, you know, we try and always give every artist who contacted us the you know the time of day and give them a reply. Um, a lot of art, a lot of galleries won't, you know, won't reply to, to an artist who puts a submission in. Um, but yeah, just, just stick at it and just keep approaching anyone and, and everyone. And a lot of the time it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard going early on. I really feel for, for artists starting up to, you know, make a name for themselves. It's hard, but, uh, just knock, knock on as many doors as you can or, um, you know, get, get a friend to do that we sometimes have um artists and you know again they're too busy making work or trying to focus on that rather than chasing down a gallery to show their work and you know we've had some good examples of artists getting contact through us through a friend um and that's been a nice sort of in for them mm. yeah because it's a, it's a fine balance isn't it because it you've really got to is. put in the work but then you've also got to um by putting the work to get good at art but also putting the work to let people know that you actually exist. Absolutely. And it's such a, it's a noisy market at the moment. It really is. And look, that's, you know, from my point of view, that's one of the reasons that we're here as a, as a gallery, um, to promote the work of the artists that we, that we show. Um, a lot of artists nowadays feel obliged to have a, a, you know, a web store and a, and a, and a shop. Um, and that, that really takes a lot of time for, for some artists. And again, it's that, that balance between, yes, obviously it's important to have some income money coming in, but, you know, balance that running a, running a business, mm. say, um, uh, whilst being a, whilst being a creative, some people, you know, can do it naturally. Other, other people really struggle with it. So I think it really depends on the, on the person, but I, I certainly hear lots of stories from artists that they struggle with that that side of it and um again that's why hopefully you know a gallery like us comes in and um, does our does our job yeah i think also it's um you know if as an artist you'd be really fortunate to get into a gallery like Utre because there's so much amazing art on the wall it's sort of um you know for per, per, someone who's not that sort of up to date on the who's who in the art world mm. it sort of puts you on a level playing field with all these other amazing artists who might be at different stages of their career. Yeah, and, um, no, look, that's that's true. We a couple of years ago we started a, 
a, a program called the Small World Project. Um, we, um, this, in our second year, now going into our third soon, um, where we, we put out a call once a year for uh, local artists to submit and um, have a show at, at, at the space um, on a smaller section of the gallery, what we call our small wall. Uh, and we've specifically targeted that to give up and coming local artists, you know, a, a go. Mm. Um, and we've had some, some amazing stuff come through there. So that's been really exciting for us. Um, the focus for us, um, while it hasn't been exclusively international artists, a lot of them have been international, so it's been great for us to to have, uh, I guess, a way to show more of the amazing local stuff that's happening out there. And the, the Small World Project is something we're definitely continuing. We'll be putting out the call for, for next year's submissions in a few months, and um, it's been it's been really good. Okay, so if someone uh, wanted to get involved with that, how'd they go about it? Um, First thing to do would probably just to be join our general mailing list, um, which is where we make announcements like that. So when we do do our official call out for the Small World Projects for um, 2019, um, we'll do that through the newsletter. We'll also do it through Facebook and, and Instagram. But um, yeah, that's that's the best way to, if you're a local Australian artist, to get in touch with us and put in a, put in a submission to have a, a Small World Project exhibition with us. Yeah. Like there's always been uh, like common themes within Utre Gallery I've yeah, noticed yeah. over the years, like you know, yeah. hot rod culture and yeah. like um, like retro comic style art yeah. and you know um, you know quirky design as well from yeah. around the world. Like, um, have you discovered artists and you know you know got them in for, for a few pieces or whatever, and then they've sold well and you've just built up a really good relationship? Yeah, look, it's quite it is quite organic like that, and because of the nature of Utre, we we're, we're not like a traditional gallery where there's a new show every month and for you know that that's all you'll see in the gallery even when we do have shows there'll always be a selection of you know different artists that we show in in print form Mm. um so it's quite a good organic way to 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 do things and um you know we're always trying out different artists that way as well you're you know if there's a new exciting artist that we we like we'll often get a you know get some prints in and introduce introduce them that that way which has always been a, a fun way to do it as well and um, we've had many examples of you know starting uh, with an artist that way and you know turning into um, you know a, a year or two later into a, you know, an exhibition um, and sort of building from there. Mm. Yeah one that comes to mind I remember like discovering Shag's work in here and yeah he seems to be a, a mainstay. Yeah he's definitely place. been one of our um, our main artists over the years. We first showed his work in um, in nineteen ninety seven, so yeah, twenty one years ago now. Wow. Um, and funnily enough, I uh, how I came across him, he was introduced to me just through a, a mutual friend in the over in the states, um, who actually wrote a letter to <laughs> trying to get in contact with another artist because I couldn't. This, again, really early days of the internet, it was hard to track people down, so. Um, I, I literally wrote my letter, wrote a friend a, a letter saying, oh, I'm trying to get in touch with this artist. He put me in touch with this with other artists, but said, hey, should ch- check out this other guy, this friend of mine, um, Josh Agle, who goes under the artist name Shag. Um, I think he'd really like his work. So I took his advice and I wrote him a letter and um, 
a few weeks later I got a letter back with some slides from Shag which is how I first came across his work yeah so that was kind of funny yeah and there are any other artists out there that you've uh, really enjoyed working with oh gosh I've got so many so many probably hard to single any of them out um uh, you know, we've had uh, sh- a show early on um, in 2000 with Mark Ryden, which was a really exciting thing for us to to do. Um, he's since gone into huge things. Um, you know, his paintings now sell for a million dollars. He's in museums, has museum shows. So, you know, we've had people like that, which has been really exciting. Um, and just look for me it's just really exciting working with an artist you know having that interaction with them talking about ideas for a show and you know having it come to come to fruition um but we've you know we've shown hundreds of artists over the years it's it's probably hard for me to to pick specific examples yeah i'll get back to you if there's anyone who who immediately jumps into just chime in yeah yeah (laughs) So scenes that you are you started the gallery pre-internet. Yes. Has that had a, a big impact on the gallery at all? Uh, look, it's it's definitely changed how we how we do things. We do more and more online stuff than we than we ever have. It's grown probably a hundred percent actually in the last couple of years, um, which I think is it, it, you know it's, it's great that that's happening. But I still prefer bricks and mortar people actually walking into the gallery um we do a lot more packing now than we ever have shipping packages all all over um so look it's definitely changed that that aspect of interacting with uh you know customers both in person and also um online Uh, again i prefer the one-on-one contact we're actually talking to someone looking them in the face um, rather than just you know typing something on a on an email, but at the same time it's really exciting. Um, you know we do get to be in contact with literally people all over the all over the world. Um, for this latest show that's opening on Friday, um, we've started the preview and pre pre sale, so a lot of the work is already sold. Um, and it, you know there's lots of stuff that's gone around us. You know to a, local customers but equally we've had something go to Mexico we've had something go to Thailand uh, we've had something go to England so yeah it's really all over all over the globe yeah and seeing that when you um you first started the gallery the art was like underground yes like um you know with I guess the popularity of street art and you know design culture yeah and and with the internet boom as well yeah do you feel that um you know the art is now more popular than ever like this type of art you know yeah look I, th- I think it definitely is and i think that's been the great thing about the internet is it has um just made exposure so much easier um but look i always knew that right from early on with the gallery just because we were always getting new people through the through the doors here because we were in a prominent position I, just people would come in and just fall in love with you know with whatever it was that they particularly gravitated towards on you know on the walls but I just saw it happen you know every day people would come in not knowing about an artist and see it and and love it so again it's it's really got to do with that that exposure and seeing something um so yeah internet's been been really good for that um of course though 
it is better to say something in in person but um you know if the internet can spark that interest in someone visually through seeing something then if they can then i guess track it down hopefully there's a you know a gallery that they that they do have access to that they can go and see it in in person yeah and um and you mentioned before you got your uh 20 25 year anniversary exhibition coming up yeah like, do you want to tell me a bit about that yeah so um it was actually it's actually t- 21 years so it's 25 years with tune in slash outre but it's 21 years since outre so outre officially started in 97 mm-hmm. um which is why we've called this our 21st rather than our oh, is it? 25th oh, okay that's okay so gun. yeah look that that that's opening in a couple of couple of days um Exhibitions called Beyond the Familiar. Um, we've got forty-five artists um, from around the around the world. A uh, number of local Australian artists, um, as well as artists from America, Japan. So yeah, it's really really all over. But that's really exciting. We've got probably about half the artists in the in the show are artists that we've shown here at Utrecht over the years, and probably about half of them uh, are new to Utrecht. So it's been a really uh, exciting one for us to kind of bring the uh the the you in with the with the old Mm. and what are the dates of that uh so that opens on friday the 11th and runs until the uh the 4th of june um and we're expecting yeah lots of people to come through to see the to see the artworks for for the three weeks while the show's up gallery um is going to be hung very differently than than usual as i was talking about earlier um in the past when we have had exhibitions uh, that's always been in a, uh, a part of the gallery and then we've had another part of the gallery just uh, devoted to a mix of print editions that we always have. Um, for this show it's a lot more um, stripped back. We have only just one wall of very tightly curated prints. There's some new stuff there and some, uh, some classic older stuff that people may not have seen. We tried to pull a few things out of the archives for the um, for the for the show, sort of over offer a little bit of an overview to referencing you know early days of of Utre. Um but yeah, the show itself is um, the the fifty artworks that are they're on show. The originals, um, it's going to be quite sparsely hung compared to what it normally is. We normally hang the gallery in a, a classic salon style where it's floor to ceiling, jam packed with some with amazing stuff. For this show, it's a much more traditional white walls space to really um, give the artwork, I guess, room to breathe. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, other than the exhibition, do you have any other like future plans or projects? In- yeah, oh, look, we've got all sorts of all sorts of things um, planned. Um, with this exhibition, we're actually um, transitioning into, I guess, a few more regular uh bigger group shows such as this. We've got a great uh, show later in the year called Terra Australis. Um, Again, it's probably going to have close to 50 artists, but that's just going to be local um, Aussie artists and some some yeah really varied work in there, which we're really excited about. Um, we've got our small wall project continuing with, uh, I think we've got another five or six local artists showing this year. Um, and then we've got another couple of uh, international shows. Um, uh, Femke Heemstra from the Netherlands, uh, Andy Keo from America, uh, Nick Sheehy, who is a um, Australian-born but now London-based artist, is going to be showing with us. Uh, 
we've got a curated mid-century themed exhibition which we've been running the last few years um so there's yeah some really exciting stuff happening um we've got some uh great print releases happening of prints that we're publishing and um actually quite a few other little things that i can't mention yet but uh another visiting international artist and yeah some really good stuff planned for this year and and next Wow, yeah. sounds exciting. Yeah, no, it's going to be good. <laughs> um, so if people want to um, visit the gallery or yeah. find out more, like where's the best place for them to find you? Um, well, you can visit us on the web at uh, www.outregallery.com. It's O-U-T-R-E-G-A-L-L-E-R-Y.com. Um, and then, of course, on Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And for those that aren't familiar, what's the uh, location of the gallery? Uh, we are at 249 Elizabeth Street, which is right in the middle of the city, um, between Little Burke and Lonsdale Street. Uh, and we're here seven days a week. So, yeah. again, we're, you know, it seems like we're, we're always open, um, always spreading the word of, of what we love. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for uh, you know, putting good art out there for 20, thanks, 21 years. Or 25, technically. 21 slash 25, yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, and thanks for your time. My pleasure. Been yeah. great talking to you. No worries.